This is Christina Singh, the host of the Growing Woman podcast, and welcome to the first season, first episode, first season of 2021. I am so excited for this year and what it means for this show. I have big thoughts and ideas that I'm going to keep for my to myself and, and then share them along the way as we go along, but... Um, This year, you can expect three seasons of the Growing Women podcast, and I'm so excited to bring you interviews with some amazing women. This show is all about showcasing women's voices and women's stories, and that is my goal this year, Um, really just showcasing women and their experiences from all different backgrounds and, um, you know, people who I find to be fascinating and interesting and and who I want to know more about. So I hope you continue with me. And if you've not uh, already, please subscribe to this show. I would love to have you uh, listening on a regular basis. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, Share this with your community. Um, I would love to continue to share women's voices as much as possible during this time because I think it is so needed and necessary. Uh, And included in these seasons are going to be some solo episodes. So this first episode of season one is going to be a solo episode. Uh, Last year, if you follow me online on Instagram, at Growing Women Pod. I talked about my pregnancy experience during 2020 quite a bit, um, shared my experience with gestational diabetes, some of my frustrations, some of the uh, long wait. Uh, I was, I had give birth to my beautiful son, Liam, who is four months old now on September 10th. And I was 41 and a half weeks pregnant. And so it was definitely a journey getting, getting to have Liam and Um, I was pregnant during a pandemic, so I wanted to come on and talk about in this first solo episode my experience of being pregnant during COVID-19 because I know that there are thousands of women who are pregnant during this pandemic and people who were pregnant before the pandemic started and then they kind of got thrust into this new reality. People who got pregnant after the pandemic started, people who are just pregnant now, um, as things are continuing to um, escalate in the United States. That is where I'm based um, in the United States. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, that is the frame of reference for my experience in the United States. I know that there are different practices in different areas of the country, so I do just want to say that this is my experience in New York City. During COVID-19, uh, I was pregnant. I So I found out I was pregnant 
uh, Christmas morning um, in 2019. I saw a faint little line and then a few days later I did confirm with some digital pregnancy tests and I wanted to just talk about that experience because I got pregnant before the pandemic and I was this is my first child and so I had a very different idea of what my pregnancy would be like for the first time and what my experience with childbirth would be like for the first time and it nothing turned out to be the way that I thought it would be with this experience so that's why I want to share this and that's why I want people to know what this has been like because I think it's really important for everyone to have a perspective on what so many women are going through right now. Uh, This is a really traumatic and um, hard time for everyone. People are losing family members. It is just absolutely horrible. Um, And when you get pregnant during a time like this, uh, you are automatically immunocompromised. So I spent the majority of my pregnancy, you know, socially distanced, obviously, but to a degree that was a bit more extreme because I was immunocompromised as a pregnant person. So I want to talk to you about that. So let's dive in. Uh, Like I said, I got pregnant in um, December of 2019. That's when I found out. Um, And in mid-March was when the United States really went into lockdown. So I work for a local soup kitchen in New York City. So I was going to meetings. I remember I had a meeting at the Brooklyn Museum and literally like the next day, the country went into lockdown and things just started to get really bad. So before that, I had been to the gynecologist to my OBGYN um, two times. So I had been for an initial appointment with her and to get a um, initial ultrasound to confirm my pregnancy. And then I had gone to my 12 week appointment. So my husband had been able to come with me to those two appointments. Um, We got to see our little bean and we got to see the fetus and see, you know, hear um, his heartbeat and things like that, which was really exciting. And then COVID hit and New York went into extreme lockdown and it was terrifying. I will be completely honest with you. It was absolutely terrifying in New York City. If you live in New York City, you know what it was like. It was constant sirens 24-7 for weeks on end. It was absolutely horrible. Um, Helicopters circling everywhere, constant sirens. You were just in your house. Didn't really know when you were going to be able to get groceries and everyone was stocking up. I know the country went into lockdown, but I know at that time, New York City became the epicenter. Me being pregnant, I uh, had all of my appointments transition to telehealth. So That was something that, you know, I wanted to share about my experience because I know that there are people trying to get pregnant right now or thinking about, you know, getting pregnant. And so I really want to share my experience. Like I said, I'm in New York City, so I'm not sure if this applies to everywhere else. But for the first um, couple months of the pandemic, from I would say 14 weeks to 
20 weeks, I had telehealth visits. Um, so I would log online and do a video chat with the doctor. I had to go get a remote blood pressure um, reader. So I had to take my blood pressure at home and that reader wasn't always accurate. So I had to take it multiple times to see if it was okay. And then I had been reading some stories about um, women who weren't getting, you know, as proper of care because they had maybe elevated blood pressure or they had, you know, some some issues with their pregnancy and they weren't their care wasn't as um, thorough because of the um, established telehealth visits that were now happening with pregnant women because we were immunocompromised um, and our pregnant women continue to be immunocompromised um, during this pandemic. But I um, then started to insist that I wanted to go into the hospital because I wanted to make sure I was getting proper treatment. And it was really, really scary, but I really didn't want to risk my blood pressure being off or not getting the right testing and not um, getting the things I needed. So I start. I, I think around May, um, I started to insist that I go into the hospital. Some things that you should know if you are going to um, get pregnant or if you are pregnant. Obviously, we're all wearing masks now. Um, when I was going into the hospital, I was wearing an N95 mask. Um, my husband is a woodworker and luckily he had some in his shop that, because um, I know no one, even doctors, couldn't get proper PP. And luckily we had, um, you know, a pack of them that I could use when I was going into the hospital. We have a car in New York City, so we're very, very fortunate that we could drive to the hospital. And um, at that point, my husband was no longer allowed to come with me into my appointment. So I was going into all of my um, prenatal appointments alone, which was something I was fully not expecting during my first pregnancy. So that is something that, you know, I, I have heard of other people uh, going to their prenatal appointments with their partners now, which I think is absolutely wonderful. But I have no idea what the standard is right now for people across the country I would expect that you will most likely have to go into your um, prenatal appointments alone. So just be prepared for that if you're listening to this and you're wondering what that experience was like. Um, it was scary. And when I went into my hospital, they did screen us. So I would get my temperature checked and they would run through a series of questions asking if I had traveled, if I had a fever, if I had any symptoms, things like that. They had hand sanitizer all over the hospital and they did have signage that said, you know, unfortunately you are not allowed to have a support person in this space. Um, also due to the technology in the hospital, I was not allowed to FaceTime um, or call my husband during ultrasounds, which was really uh, such a bummer. Um, obviously it was really heartbreaking because uh, those were moments that I had thought about and really wanted to happen. I wanted my son to, or my <laughs> my husband to be able to see my son and for us to be able to experience those moments together. So that was something that I was not really expecting at the time either. So 
just be prepared that you might not be able to call your partner or, um, or your support person. Uh, I do remember there was one time where um, the ultrasound tech was super nice and did what she needed to do. And then she let me uh, FaceTime my husband so he could see the baby, which was really wonderful. But for the most part, expect the fact that you will not be able to have a partner with you. I will say this was a new experience for all of my nurses and my doctors. So they were all very supportive and really, really nice about the fact that I was there alone. Um, And I know that there are tons of women out there who do have to go through this experience alone and who don't have support partners. And you are freaking heroes and amazing. I was not wanting to do that. I don't think anyone wants to do that. Maybe I'm not really sure, um, depending on your preference um, of how you want to go about having a child in your life and how um, you want your care to happen. But for me personally, I wanted my husband there and my support partner there, and I just wasn't allowed to. So that was something that was just not super fun. Um, And obviously you're wearing a mask the whole time. um, And (laughs) we'll say, If you're pregnant or if you have been pregnant during COVID, um, wearing a mask is not fun and nobody likes it, but you have to do it. And that is something I will talk about later and during um, when I talk about my birth, wearing a mask was just super essential, obviously, when you're going into the hospital. Something that you might not realize and people might not realize during this experience um, is that you cannot take classes you cannot um, go to the hospital for a hospital tour. Those were things that were not an option for me. Um, so I had to kind of do some sleuthing online and uh, look at old videos of, you know, the hospital <laughs> that I would be giving birth in and um, kind of piece together what it might look like. Um, they didn't have a virtual option to take a tour. I'm not sure if that's an option at other hospitals, but for mine, that just wasn't an option at the time. So that was something that was, you know, disappointing and and I wasn't really expecting that during my first pregnancy. Same with classes. So I took birth classes online, which is wonderful. And my hospital did have some options for breastfeeding classes and birth classes, which was lovely. So if you are pregnant, look into that with your hospital system or look into online classes. They were really, really helpful. I also took some uh, prenatal yoga on Zoom, which was really helpful. Um, And I did a separate birth class with a friend of mine who teaches yoga and um, is a doula. And that was really great. So I had to look at Zoom options, which was wonderful that they were out there. But, you know, just another kind of like moment of grief where, you know, you want to go out and meet other women and other people who are giving birth and take classes and be able to go into a baby store and pick out clothes or try out a rocking chair or um, look at different strollers and things like that. I did not do that. I know that there are people out there who might go do that, but I chose not to because I just did not think it was safe. And that is something that, you know, I just did not have. (laughs) Um, And then another thing, my family was far away. And so um, my son is four months old and I'm really not trying to make this episode super depressing, but I just want to be realistic about what this experience was like because 
you know, if you are thinking about getting pregnant and having a baby during this time, I just feel like you should be aware of, you know, the climate right now and what's going on. If you have your family nearby and you guys are safe and social distancing and being super safe, that's great. Um, So my family lives across the country. So um, none of them have met my son. So my son has not met his grandparents. Um, he's not met any of his family except for my brother who lives in the area and who's super safe and um, came over and, and had been quarantined. But other than that, no one else in our family uh, have met my son Liam, which is something that has been devastating and incredibly hard for us to ever imagine. And I thank God that I live in the time of, you know, uh, technology where we can FaceTime with people uh, and we can um, connect with our families on a daily basis because I know if things were different, they would all be here and we would be, you know, we would not be alone. But that is something that, you know, you might have to navigate is just you and your partner being the only people who can take care of your child, which is, you know, something that you're going to be have going to have to do anyway. But having a support system in place is um, something that we unfortunately did not have. And I think that if you are planning on having a child, definitely think about that and think about the support system you have in place right now or you will have in place um, for your future um, child and for you and your mental health because we um, unfortunately don't still don't have that but it's gotten a lot better now that we're you know, four months in. I'm also very, very privileged and fortunate that I can work remotely. So um, my job can be done entirely remotely. And so I recognize that is a huge privilege. So staying home for me was an option and I was still able to maintain my work and still able to have a job. So I did want to mention that. But like I mentioned earlier zoom classes and zoom gatherings were everything um, during my pregnancy and I did have a virtual baby shower so I know that's something that lots of other people are experiencing right now as well something else I wanted to mention is that I did get diagnosed with gestational diabetes I feel like as I'm talking about all this stuff it's just like oh one more pile of shit to add to the big pile of shit but it's true (laughs) and I just think it's important to talk about and um, important to address because there are a lot of women going through this right now and I think there is just this huge sense of loss that people are experiencing. So I did get diagnosed with gestational diabetes which was something I was not expecting Um, so I had to take my blood sugar uh, four times a day and I had to go into the doctor's office every other week. At one point I was in the doctor's office every week towards the end of my pregnancy and I did have ultrasounds every single week. So um, I would, my husband and I would drive into the city. He would wait in the car. I would go to my appointments and then we're going to drive home after that. But it was a lot of travel. So I am also, you know, very privileged privileged with um, the fact that we had a car and I could do that. If I didn't have a car, I would take public transportation or, um, you know, uh, an Uber or Lyft or things like that. So um, that is something you should also think about if you live in New York City. But if you live outside of the city and you have a car, great. That's awesome. Um, But it is a lot of travel 
to the hospital when you're pregnant. So I did want to mention I had ultrasounds weekly and, you know, I did stress tests and things like that uh, for gestational diabetes. And I was able to manage it through diet and exercise, which was really great. And I think I'm going to do a solo episode on gestational diabetes and my experience with it because I was really open about it online and um, a lot of people responded very well to that. And I think it's just very important to know that you're not alone. And that was, you know, really my main goal in talking about my experience during COVID and being pregnant during COVID. It is a very lonely time. You cannot do all of the things that you thought you were going to be able to do, even, you know, during the height of the pandemic, even walking outside was something that we were afraid to do because when uh, COVID first hit, we had no idea how it was really spreading to people. I mean, we would get our groceries delivered and wipe down everything before we would put things away and spray it with, you know, a disinfectant before we would put things away because we just had no idea how um, one might contract COVID. So even going for a walk while pregnant was something that I found to be really nerve-wracking and, and really terrifying, to be honest. And here you are when you're pregnant being told that, oh, keep your stress down, your stress levels should be down. And I'm telling you that is really, really hard to do in the middle of a pandemic. So if you are pregnant right now, I feel you, I hear you, I see you. Um, you can reach out to me anytime and I'm happy to talk to you anytime because I know how difficult it is and how lonely it can feel. Um, and... I had a really hard pregnancy. I was in pain during my pregnancy quite a bit. And to have all of this going on and just to have gestational diabetes and be in excruciating pain um, during this time and then have a global pandemic and have, you know, live in the epicenter of a global pandemic was no joke. So if you ever want to talk, I am here and I um you know, want to encourage you to reach out to me if you need somebody to talk to. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Growing Woman Pod, and or you can email me at grownwomanpodcast at gmail.com because I am more than happy to chat with you anytime. Um, so as I am wrapping up this solo episode, I want to talk about two other things. Um, one is my birth experience. So um, as I you know, as things were just starting to begin to happen uh, with COVID-19 and when things were really at the height of the pandemic in New York City, there was a period of time for about a week when birth partners were not allowed in the hospital. And that got shut down real quick because, you know, people just realized that was going to be pretty excruciating for the people giving birth uh, to not have a support partner in the room with them. Uh, luckily, I am so lucky and so fortunate that my husband was able to be in the room with me when I gave birth. Um, so that was something that was kind of terrifying and I didn't really know if that would be an option for me and was something that, you know, I was just kind of waiting to see because you have really no idea if cases are going to spike or if they're going to go down. But luckily, my husband was able to be in the room with me and um, we both had to wear masks the entire time. So I labored in a mask um, and the time I was able to take my mask off was when I was pushing. 
So that was great. Um, I, my doctor told me, yep, take off that mask um, when I was pushing. But other than that, I had to wear a mask the entire time while I was in labor. Um, I know that there are women who had to wear a mask the entire time, even while pushing. And uh, so just be aware that you might have to have that. I know other women who didn't have to wear a mask at all, but make sure you ask your doctor. Another thing, make sure you ask your doctor about all of your tests, all of your visits, and make sure you're asking about regular um, monitoring. So when are you going to have your blood pressure taken? When do you need to come in for testing? Things like that. Um, do your research online for, you know, different tests that you are going to have to have, um, you know, if you're RH negative, anything like that. Um, and make sure you ask questions because during this time, I do feel like doctors are seeing lots of people and they obviously want visits to be quick because they're in very compromising situations, seeing people indoors day in, day out in the hospital. So my advice to you would be to prepare questions in advance. And if you don't know what to ask um, in the room with your doctor, Make sure you're asking what things are, what to expect during this visit, what to expect during your next visit. Um, and if you don't know what a test is, ask questions about that. Um, if you don't know what your hospital protocol is for COVID during birth, ask about that because every hospital should have that now. And if they're not providing that information to you about a birth partner, um, you know, what you should bring to the hospital, things like that, ask about it because you're going to need to know those things. Um, you're also going to need to know about visitors. If you have a doula, can your doula be present? Things like that. So just keep that in mind when, if you're pregnant or if you're planning on getting pregnant. Um, and then also ask about your partner, if they can come to visits, if you can FaceTime them in, um, if you can call them to hear your baby's heartbeat. Um, this is a tough time and this is nothing that we expected when we were getting pregnant. So I totally understand if you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, I certainly felt overwhelmed during this time. I certainly am, I feel like still processing a lot of my experience being pregnant during COVID-19 because there's just so much fear surrounding this period of time and there still is you know there is a vaccine available um so my biggest recommendation that i've heard from my friends in public health and people who i know who are doctors is that you speak to your doctor before um getting your vaccine or you know that's totally your choice i am still breastfeeding but if i'm offered a vaccine i will be getting a vaccine i do know a friend who is pregnant who has received a vaccine that is obviously your choice but I am pro-vaccine on this show. So, um, you know, I want to make sure you're safe. I want to make sure every, everyone's safe. But that is obviously your decision. So speak to your doctor about that. And if you have any questions, if you um, are feeling overwhelmed right now, if this is a lot of information that's really random, reach out to me anytime. I am more than happy to talk about this. I will be doing follow-up episodes on my experience with gestational diabetes and then my birth story as well. Um, as well as raising a newborn during COVID um, because a lot of these experiences that um, we're going through now is a lot of solo parenting. So taking um, our son to doctor's appointments alone, physical therapy alone, um, just different experiences like that. So I hope this was helpful in some way and I hope you enjoyed listening to this and um, 
that this was a bit more informative for you. If you have any questions, again, feel free to reach out to me anytime on Instagram at growingwomenpod or via email at grownwomanpodcast at gmail.com. My name's Christina Singh, and I am the host of the Growing Women Podcast. Next week, we will have an interview with Claudette Rob Ross, and I am so, so excited for you guys to hear about her story and everything that she has accomplished in her lifetime on This Are So Far. Please, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram. Like I said, you can find us on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts, and we'll have some new videos popping up on YouTube soon. Thank you so, so much, and um, I will see you in the next episode.